Hi, and welcome to episode 57 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, and actually attending. So let's jump right in to finished objects, guys, because I have three finished objects this week, and I'm super excited about all three of them. So the first one I want to tell you about is uh, the Polygon Blanket. So I finished um, the Polygon Blanket by Tin Can Knits. I was knitting this in um, the Mighty Stitch from Knit Picks, which is a 80% acrylic, uh, 20% superwash merino, um, and I was knitting this in seven colors. This was a gift for um, my cousin and his wife are having a baby, and so um, I think the last time I talked to you guys, I was most of the way done, or maybe even working on the border of the blanket, um, and boy, that border, <laughs> this is a lot of work. It was something like, you know, eight or 900 stitches around, um, and I think you do, I don't know, like eight or 10 um, rounds, but there was one night that uh, that I was like, I'm going to stay up and try to get this finished, and then... I had to go to bed because <laughs> I didn't quite get it done. Um, but I got it finished. I got the border done. It turned out beautiful. I'm really happy with it. Um, I knit this. One of the things that I liked about this was I knit this with um, seven colors plus the border. So the polygons were seven different colors. And um, I uh, the version that I did was six um polygons across so the first row is six the second is like five and then you do a half one on each side um but uh the way that it worked out none of my polygons touched a polygon of the same color so it it looked you know somewhat random um I think it worked out better than if I had tried to um make it random myself I think that would have been difficult and there would have been sections that I would have thought oh well over there I don't like how those colors all come together so it really worked out kind of perfectly I'm really very happy with um with it and so blocked it up you know it grew a nice amount when it um blocked and I got it chipped out and I think it's going to be there on Monday um so they're pretty excited um baby is due the beginning of June and so this will make a nice um nice little gift for them they were working on the nursery this weekend so then I, of course, um, e- even though that, like that border, you guys, oh my gosh, but I, I kind of am leaning towards maybe making another one. Um, I could see this being what I would do for a, a sp- scrap blanket. Um, those little polygons are pretty fun. They're pretty easy. They're not fast, um, but they're kind of mindless, you know, so if I was working on something that, that I just wanted something um, simple to knit and I didn't want to be working on socks um, I think it could be a really good um, little, you know, now and then kind of project and just do it over time. I certainly wouldn't put any date pressure on myself like I did um, for this one. But I do um, I do like the idea. I don't love the miter squares. Um, I don't love the look of those. So I just feel like the polygons could be really cute. And, um, and that might be something that I really like having. So we'll see. Um, I would definitely knit them more stitches than I did for this because these most of my scraps are fingering weight these were worsted weight um and it was like 108 stitches so I would do I don't know like 144 or something um and just make them a little bit bigger uh than they would turn out if I knit them 
the same number of stitches as the worsted weight, but on fingering. So anyways, we'll see. We'll see if that one um, becomes a reality or not. Um, so the second thing that I finished this time through was um, a sweater that I've been working on since the fall. It was called Ravello, and I think it's an Isabel Kramer. I'm almost positive it's an Isabel Kramer pattern. So I was knitting this sweater. It's a, a top-down raglan pullover, um, and it's striped. And I had some hedgehog um, fibers that I had bought at Yarn Along the Rockies. I think I bought it at Fancy Tiger. Um, and then I had some yarn that I had dyed from the um, Craftsy class that I reviewed last year, which was Professional Yarn Dyeing at Home by Sarah Eyre. And um, in that class at the end, she gives you recipes for uh, different things that you can try. And so this one was a colorway called um, Phoenix Butterfly. So it's a beautiful sort of orangey pink, um, just really, really, really cute um, color. And I was really excited about it. And so I um, I'm looking to see if I had tracked the color of the hedgehog anywhere. But for some reason, I think it's not in my stash. Um, anyways, I, um, I had this hedgehog, I had the pink, um, it's a striped sweater, so it, it complemented each other really nicely. It was a really nice use for the speckles and for the pink, which I only had two skeins of. So I got that finished. Um, I went to two different knit nights last weekend, which was really fun. My friend Sarah, um, the knitting type had, um, a group of us over for, um, knitting and snacks and wine and stuff. And that was great. I hadn't caught up with her, um, in a while. And so that was really fun. Thank you, Sarah. And then, um, on the next day, like Saturday, I had a couple of my local friends over and we finished watching Big Little Lies and knit all afternoon. It was snowy here. So last weekend it was snowy here and this weekend it was 80 degrees. Um, <laughs> because Colorado in the spring is crazy. But anyways, I had two, um, two sort of knitting related gatherings last weekend and that was so great and I had a ton of time to work on um this sweater which at that point really only needed um a sleeve it had when I came back from Hawaii it needed one sleeve finished and so um got it done got it blocked and let it dry and I did wear it um I think I wore it last Sunday actually and really pretty happy with it although the way that it is cut the shape of it you know um it's a little short I knit to the specifications of the pattern and then my my bind off was a little tight I don't love the bottom of it and so I started to think about like what could I do this couch is making noise I hope you can't hear that um so I started to think about like what could I do um to maybe make that better I do have a little bit of both of the yarns left um, and I think what I'm going to do, uh, not right now cause the needles are in another project already. Um, but I may rip it out and re-knit it, put some more stripes of the hedgehog in it, and then knit some more length in the pink as well. And, um, another project that I'm working on that I'm talking about in a little bit here will be, um, A-line shaped. And so you just do increases a little bit down. And I think that might be a little bit more flattering, especially if it's 
going to be longer. So that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Like I said, totally fits, totally wearable. Um, but I think I might like it more and wear it more um, if I go back and do this. And it will just be, you know, ripping it out won't take very long and then stocking it in the round. So that would be pretty quick to fix. And I feel like at some point, maybe during Stash Dash or something, I will um, I will do that. But like I said, the needle, I would want to use the same exact needles that I used um, the first time and I put them in something else already. So, um, so more on that to come, I think, but, uh, but I was pretty excited to get that finished and I'm, I'm thrilled with the colors and everything and how it looks. So that one was fun. And the last thing that I finished was, um, a Hamelknit hat. So my friend, Emily, who is the host of the Knitting Butterflies podcast has this great pattern, um, for the Hamelknit hat, which has, um, phrases and song titles and things from the play from Hamilton um knit into the hat and I had dyed up some yarn for this so I dyed up some blue and a gold and I think I talked about this in the last couple of episodes but the blue I had done an extreme blue and then I kind of layered that with a sapphire blue it still was not quite as rich or as deep a blue as I was looking for so I put those back in the dye pot last weekend and I used a little bit of dark navy and got exactly the blue that I would, was looking for. I would call it like a, if you can picture like cadet blue, like a very military blue, but not navy, not that dark. Um, and so that one was uh, exactly how I wanted. And then the yellow, I had done um, a fluorescent yellow and then over dyed that with a golden straw. And it was still a little bright so I put it back in and layered on some more of the golden straw and ended up also with the exact yellow that I had wanted so then that was ready to go um and I was knitting this for my son's eighth grade social studies teacher because this past week he was on his eighth grade DC trip which is a little bit hard to believe as a mom like that he's old enough to be doing that and also that they start planning the trip basically a year out. So we've been planning this year and then all of a sudden here it was and it was very like, oh, he's going to Washington DC without me. But he had an amazing week. They saw so much stuff. They really keep them busy. They they did a great tour. Um, they have a great tour company that they work with and they did a great tour and they did a million things and kept them running. You know, he was he was texting me at 7.30 in the morning every day and then getting back to his room at 11 o'clock at night. So he was just running, running, running all the time and he had a great time and he saw a lot of great things. So at teacher conferences, um, the teacher and I had been talking about the fact that Hamilton's going to come to Denver next year. And, um, I thought, oh, well, that would be the perfect gift to give her as a thank you for organizing this trip, for going with the kids. They had I don't know, six or seven parents plus two teachers that went, but this eighth grade social studies teacher really organizes most of the stuff. And so I just wanted to do something nice for her. So I worked on that all of this week. Um, really fun pattern. My color work skills are getting better, I think. I think I'm doing a really good job, like um, managing the yarn and weaving the ends in um, or weaving the stitches in as I go and like managing my floats and things like that. I felt really good about all of that. Um, I definitely made some errors on the chart where I would be like not paying attention. And I, that's one thing that I don't know how to do is like drop down and fix something in color work. So I just left it till the end and like duplicate stitch to the places where I had goofed up. 
Um, and I went down several needle sizes because I did want it to fit pretty snug. Um, although, because I didn't want to give her a hat and have it be like big and I'm a very loose knitter. Um, I didn't swatch and that was a mistake. Um, so it ended up fitting, um, nice and snug the way that I wanted it to around the head. But when I got done, it was too short. Like it hit me right above my ears. And so it wasn't going to be functional and that's a hundred percent my fault for not swatching. So what I did was I ripped back the crown and the crown of the hat is super clever. It's got this cute star at the top that you make doing color work and the decreases. And Emily had told me she thought that part was kind of fiddly, but I didn't, I didn't have any trouble with the crown. I thought it was really easy and, and it turned out really cute. And I ripped back again, like clever. Some of the, the crown decreases are in the last set of words. So I ripped all the way back to that um, knit the last set of words without the decreases, which did mean that there's a little more spacing than it's designed for, but I don't think it looked bad. It would be spacing in between the words, not spacing of the letters. Um, and then I knit, I don't know, maybe like 10 rounds before I started the decreases and then before I started the, the star and then blocked it again and it fit perfectly. So that was great. They got in so late last night. Um, like one thirty in the morning late. So I had bought bottles of wine for both of the teachers and then this hat just for the, the main teacher, Jack's teacher. Um, and, uh, and I was thrilled with how it turned out. So I had toyed with the idea of making one for the, the seventh grade teacher who went and then there just wasn't time. Um, and maybe I'll do that at another point in time, but, um, but one was enough for right now. I have so many things that I want to be working on um, that I was not feeling, really feeling like any more obligation knitting was what I wanted to do. So, um, so that was the Hamilton hat and that is everything that I have finished this time through. Actually working. So believe it or not, even though I have all those finished objects, you guys, I have more stuff on the needles. Um, so as soon as I finished Ravello, I cast on another project that I was excited about. So you might remember last I was talking about um, sweaters that I was queuing up and I had wound a bunch of yarn and gotten everything kind of kitted up and ready to go with needles and patterns and bags and everything. Um, and the one that I was most excited about was the confetti sweater. So this is a Vera Valimaki, um pattern and I am knitting this with the hedgehog fiber that I bought at Longmont Yarn Shop. So I think I talked last time about one of my employees had very thoughtfully um, sent me a gift certificate to Longmont Yarn Shop. And then uh, the day before I was going to go spend it, I got an Instagram notification that they had posted and they had um, Hedgehog, which is new to Longmont Yarn Shop. So I bought two colors um, in the Hedgehog Fiber sock. And that is Oracle, which is a beautiful variegated um gray with like a chartreuse and I think it's berry crush it's kind of a berry pink it's really pretty and then on top of that it's got you know very much that traditional hedgehog feel where there are certainly sections that are speckled um and sections that are just variegated and then um that's my main color and this the contrast color that I picked is called jelly so it's just a eye-burning pink. It's beautiful. It's just this beautiful fluorescent 
deep pink, um, and that's the stripes. And so you knit this in, like, it's four stripes of um, main color to two stripes of contrast color. Um, and it's a top-down raglan. So this is the one I was talking about where it's a top-down raglan, but then it's got A-line shaping. And so um, I think it's going to be really comfy and really flattering. Um, I think that A-line shaping is nice. Um, it'll allow me to kind of add some length as I want to, and um, I'm thrilled with it. So I cast this on, I don't know, sometime this past week, and it's coming along really fast. It's The stripes make it real potato chippy, um, and my goal yesterday was to get it to the point where I was done with the you know, raglan shaping and ready to separate the sleeves so that I could knit it today because the kids and I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy, which was hysterical. We really liked it. Um, but I wanted to be able to knit this during the movie. So um, I did get it like just to that point. Um, and during the movie, I got to the point where I was ready to start the A-line shaping. And I would guess that I have, looking at it now, maybe like three and a half inches done from underneath the arm. I think I'm supposed to knit it pretty long, maybe like 18 inches. Um, but it's coming out really cute. I'm really, really happy with it. Um, and I love it. What I think is really interesting is, you know, although the, there's more of Oracle because it's a variegated yarn, um, the pink is kind of the dominant color. So even though there's less of it, it feels, um, it feels like a pink sweater and it's super cute. A lot of people seem to be knitting this one. So, um, I know the Yarniacs are doing a knit along with their local yarn shop, um, on this one. And, uh, and so both Gail and Charlene, I think are knitting this sweater. Um, and then, uh, Ramona, who's Ramona Firehorse, she had messaged me on Instagram that she has been looking for, um, the right contrast color for hers. So it's, it's definitely of the moment. It's a very popular pattern. Um, and I'm really excited about mine. Like I said, I'm all about these fingering white sweaters lately. And I just feel like the shaping on this one is going to be fantastic. So more to come on this one. I, it is kind of my main project at the moment. And, um, and I'm really excited with how it's turning out. The next thing that has been on my needles, um, I did cast on one of the two other sweaters. So I cast on the, um, Easter West sweater by um, Hohi Locatelli. So that one was from Interpretations 4. I have two projects that I'm working on from Interpretations 4 at the moment. Um, and I bought yarn for this from Neighborhood Fiber Company when I was at Stitches West. So that was my main yarn purchase while I was there. I bought, um, the they had a sample in the booth that was dark gray, light gray, and um and a bright pink, kind of like this jelly pink that I'm working with now. And so instead I bought dark gray, light gray, and a beautiful, um, like cobalt blue. So I'm really excited about it. I did mix them up, um, intentionally. My, um, my two grays are a, um, like a regular plied sock and the blue is a singles. And so, um, that I just liked the way that the singles took the blue dye a little bit better. And so that, um, I think that's going to be fine. But anyways, I just kind of blended the yarns there. Um, and I'm really excited about it. It's interesting construction. Um, I won't give away any secrets about the construction, 
but there's quite a bit of interest there. That's part of the reason that confetti has taken off faster is that confetti is just topped on raglan and I can kind of do it without giving it too much thought, although I did just increase in the wrong place. Um, and so that one um, I'm very excited about, and I and I can't wait to make some progress and have something to show you guys. It's not very interesting looking at the moment, but it'll get there pretty quickly. Um, and then the last thing that is on my needles is um, a shawl that I have been working on on and off, and that is the Flyway Twist. So this is a Vera Valamaki. It is from Interpretations 4, and I am knitting this out of some Menostel Uruguay Milo, which is a linen wool blend that I was sent to review. It's a lovely yarn. Um, I cannot pronounce the name of the colorway, but it's P-O-T-S-O-I, I believe is how it's spelled. And um, it's a beautiful gray. And then um, the contrast color that I picked is um, Madeline Tosh, Tosh Marino Light in the Maple Leaf colorway, which is a gorgeous... It's like yellows and golds and chartreuse. It's a variegated yarn. They're both singles, which I think is um, really good. I think they are knitting up together really, really nicely. Um, and the shawl is garter stitch. And then there's a section of brioche and then another section of garter stitch. So it's like the gray and then um, brioche with the two colors and then the, the chartreuse. And... Um, it's taken me several times to get the hang of the brioche, so I am—I have been a little bit intimidated to try brioche. Um, I started a couple different times and would get the hang of it, and then would make a mistake, and so like have to rip it back. Um, I ripped it back several times, but I, I finally think I've got the hang of it, which probably means as soon as I pick it up again, I will make a mistake. But I—it's um, like an eight eight row repeats, um, of the brioche and you do it, I don't know, a boatload of times. And I've done it three times and so far I haven't made any, um, errors. What was happening before was that the, um, stuff was ending up like it's supposed to look stripey and then it would zig a little bit, like not good. And that was why I had ripped it out. Um, now there's a couple of places where I can see that like if I was doing a yarn over, maybe I didn't have the yarn in the right position. So once or twice, there's like a little strand of something that doesn't quite look um, perfect, but not anything that anybody else will notice, and uh, and I'm pretty excited about it. So um, that is coming along, and it's definitely something I have to focus on. It's not something that I can just uh, crank along at, but um, yeah, I'm thrilled with it. The brioche section is really squishy. And that's really nice. And so it's going to be a really, I think, fun piece to wear when it's done. And so that is uh, the other major project that's on my needles. The other thing that I would love to get going and I haven't um, haven't sat down to do it yet is the um, So Faded. So I did um, bundle up yarn for that um, last week. So I'm going to use um, some hedgehog fibers that I got for Christmas from my husband. It's in a colorway called Bounce, which is a gorgeous, like, neon bright aqua and chartreuse. And then I have my um, Easter sock blank from this Easter. And then I have some yarn that was minis from, it was like Wonderland yarns or something, um, 
that I got from um, Webs with a gift card that I got from my brother. So um, I am pretty excited about that one as well, but I've got to make a little progress on these other two. I don't want to be starting three sweaters all at once, although the, I think the faded one is going to be a lot of fun to knit. So, um, so yeah, that's it for me for um, working this time around. The next thing I was going to tell you guys about is this kind of fun project that I have going on. Um, so I got, I can't remember if it was an email or if I saw it on social media, but I got somehow my attention drawn to the fact that Fancy Tiger is selling these kits where you can, um, sew your own espadrilles. And so I tend to wear, in the summertime, I wear Toms a lot. And, uh, and then I got this email about these kits where you can, you know, sew your own cute little uh, slip-on shoes. And so I bought several of the kits. I ended up buying them on Amazon because I didn't have time to get to Fancy Tiger. And Amazon had all the things like you sew it on the sewing machine and then I'm going to have to take the, what would be like the upper of the shoe, right? And then hand stitch it to the um, the actual sole of the shoe and they had all the stuff that I would need to do that. So I ordered the kits on Amazon just because I knew I wasn't going to get to Fancy Tiger anytime soon. Um, the first pair that I am working on, I've cut out the fabric and I'm going to do the sewing tomorrow, is um, for my cousin. So my cousin is uh, finishing her degree at the University of Colorado and she's graduating next week, which is pretty um, amazing and exciting. Um, you know, she's really an extension of our family um, and has been for a long time. And so she went to, um, London for the second semester of her junior year. And while she was there, I had found this cute fabric at Loopy U one day when I was there with a couple of my girlfriends and it had all these cute London, um, landmarks and it had like the London phone box and a double decker bus and all these things. And I was going to just make her a little, project bag because she does, um, she does knit. She took that up, I don't know, maybe like a year, a year and a half ago. And I never got around to it. And I bought a cute, um, coordinating fabric for the inside, you know, lining of the bag, whatever. So I thought, well, what would be cuter would be to make her a pair of shoes, right? Like I want to give her something cool for her graduation. And I, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. It says on the box that it takes two hours to do. So tomorrow will be my test of that. This is going to be my main sort of thing. I have some time by myself tomorrow, and that's my um, my priority project for the day. I did cut the fabric out. Um, I've got to iron on some stabilizer and then just do a little bit of sewing on the upper, and then I should be ready to do the hand sewing part. And so assuming that that goes well, I did buy... A, a kit to make a pair for myself of just regular, you know, kicking around in the summertime espadrilles, but then also they had wedges and, um, I have Star Wars fabric. <laughs> so I'm going to probably try to make myself some Star Wars wedge espadrilles. And if it turns out the way that I'm hoping it will, it's going to be the best thing that ever happened. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. I don't, you know, I, I, have over time done a tremendous amount of sewing, but I don't always, um, sew a ton these days. I just don't really have a lot of, um, time for that. So I'm excited to give this a shot 
and see how it goes. And I'll, I'll keep you guys posted, but I'm pretty excited about, about those. So then the last thing I was just going to do is a quick rundown on, you know, events that are coming up. Um, there are quite a few here in Colorado that are a lot of fun kind of from now through the end of the summer. And so the first one is the Estes Wool Market. So that is, um, June, I think it's 8th through the 11th. I will not be getting up there. It turns out until Sunday, the 11th. Um, I have other stuff going on that weekend, but I'm looking forward to getting up there. I missed the Estes Wool Market last year because, I was in Hawaii, and so um, it's right in my backyard, and I'm excited to get up there and enjoy that this year. Um, the other thing, I did look up the dates for the Fancy Tiger Anniversary Party, and so that this year is um, July the 8th. That felt later to me, um, but anyways, it's on their calendar, and that is the date that they have laid out for that, so um, that's always kind of fun. They do great giveaways you know, you got to get down there early in the morning. And when I went a couple years ago, I got down there early and waited in line and got a really cool, like, goodie bag full of stuff. So that was cool. And I'm definitely looking forward to doing that again this year. I do have the dates for Yarn, Yarn Along the Rockies this year. So that will be August 19th through the 27th. Um, and that's always a good time. And I'm definitely going to participate in that again this year. You know, we're always down yarn shops year on year, which is kind of a bummer. Um, when I should look up hot August knits, cause that's the Northern Colorado. I want to look that up while I talk, but I got an email the other day about a couple of changes with a couple of local yarn shops. So, um, the first one is T for you, which is this darling little shop that, that is always on yarn along the Rockies, um, is closing. And it was just a really cute, little shop, half tea, half yarn. Um, it was in this charming, I want to say it was like the Tremont neighborhood in Denver. Anyways, charming little neighborhood where they had clearly kind of, um, you know, revitalized, um, an older neighborhood in Denver. And I'm just sad to see it go. It's not one that I get to except for at, uh, yarn crawl time, but I, but I liked it very much and I'm sad. I'm always sad to see it, a yarn shop close. Um, and then Gypsy Wools in Boulder is moving, um, and so they have been sending out notes about big sales, although that might have ended today. Big sales as they move, and I think they'll just be a little bit further out. Um, if you're local, I think instead of being sort of closer to in Boulder, they'll be more out like 95th, like maybe out towards Lafayette. Um, so hopefully, um, hopefully that's good news for them and not bad news for them, but um, but that was another change. So hot August knits, that was the other one. So that is the Northern Colorado, Southern Wyoming, um, yarn crawl. So, uh, the little shop in Estes and the Longmont yarn shop and my sister knits and loopy you and cowgirl knits and up in Laramie anyways, are all on this one. And, um, that will be July 29th to August 13th. So that's always fun. And then um, the Salida Fiber Fest is September 9th and 10th. And that one, I didn't, I also didn't go to that one last year. It was the weekend before Knit Nosh. Um, so I didn't make it up there. But it's a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful time of year to go to Salida. Um, so that's a great thing to check out as well if you guys are looking for a fun, um, fibery thing to go and do. 
So believe it or not, guys, that's it for this time. Um, I just thought it would be fun to talk about all of these FOs. I don't have a review or anything new in my stash. I haven't done any dyeing, um, but I I just was wanting to check in. So um, I hope that everyone is enjoying the transition to warmer weather. I hope that the end of the school year goes smoothly for any teachers or parents out there, because I know in my household that's a transitional time and it can be a little stressful. Um, and let's see, so housekeeping stuff. Uh, the show notes will be at knitactuallypodcast.com. You can follow me on um, Instagram or Facebook as knitactuallypodcast, Twitter just as at knitactually. Um, there is a great Ravelry group that is always growing, um, so you can follow along there for you know fun things like giveaways and um, as always, I would love and appreciate it if you have a moment and you enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind popping out to, um, iTunes and dropping a review there, that would be great. So, uh, that's it for this time, you guys. Thank you so much. I will talk to you again soon. And in the meantime, happy knitting.